Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Sonic the Hedgehog in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. When I was a kid, I had a Game Boy Color and I had a Nintendo 64. Those were my initial video game consoles from a handheld and, well, console perspective. Uh, I remember I played Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, I played Cruisin' USA on the N64. Uh, My dad got me Turok Dinosaur Hunter, which was great. And then eventually Super Smash Brothers was my thing as well. Um, you know, that, that was, I I was a Pokemon kid. I was a Nintendo kid. That's, that's kind of where I lived, um, when I was into video games. And as the years, you know, went on, Game Boy Advance, uh, Game Boy Advance SP, DS, 3DS, uh, Nintendo 64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. Uh, for a brief period of time in college, I had an Xbox 360 to play Halo with, uh, people in my dorm, but, I, I sold that shortly afterward. Um, didn't really... I don't know. There's always been something about Nintendo and Nintendo's games and Nintendo's characters that has drawn me back to those those to that franchise, to those franchises, to that business, to the, that company. Uh, I like Mario sports games, Mario Kart, Mario Party, Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario. Um, for while, while GameCube was a thing, I, I, I really enjoyed NBA Live. And, you know, various other things um, that aren't quite as popular as well. Uh, but Sonic, uh, which is what we're talking about today, was, it was never really anything to me. Uh, the first Sonic game I played was for the GameCube called Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And what drew me to that, and I, I couldn't for the life of me tell you why I bought the game, what attracted me to the game... Um, outside of you know, actually playing it, but I liked the elements within the game of um, like rail grinding, which was a big element in the game, as well as Chow and breeding Chow and racing Chow and, and fighting Chow and all the Chow elements of the of the game. So you know, Sonic as a character wasn't wasn't the draw for me when he was entered when he, when he finally joined uh, the Smash Brothers lineup. Uh, I, you know, that was cool, it was exciting, yeah, you know, I like playing as Sonic, he's a fun guy, but, you know, I, I Sonic, uh, whatever, he's not Mario to me, and I never played any of the Sega consoles, so I didn't enter this movie, you know, expecting, or having, having expectations for, you know, Green Hill, Green Hill Zone, and, and things like that, or, you know, Eggman, Tails, Amy Rose, Shadow, you know, I, I know of these things, but because I'm not super entrenched in, in the mythology of the games and, and of the characters, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to get. Posters, um, what very little promotional material I, I was aware of, uh, really only had Robotnik and Sonic on it, so um, I knew there was a good chance that some of the more, ter- some of the tertiary characters of the franchise might not appear, or might only be there for a moment. And 
as far as the expectations I did have, uh, it got, you know, the movie's gotten solid reviews. I think it's like in the mid 60%, 60% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's got around a 3, maybe a 2.9 on Letterboxd or so. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of felt like Detective Pikachu. I came out of Detective Pikachu. It wasn't, at a, my, you know, my favorite movie at all. It's not even my favorite video game movie, I don't think. Uh, it has some fun moments, uh, some good elements to it, uh, but it, it isn't the Pokemon I'm aware of. It's not, you know, I played the Pokemon color games as well as trading card game, and this is ba- that one was based off of Detective Pikachu, which is a game I never played, so I didn't have that connection. Similarly, Sonic is not really based off of a game at all. It is a completely different story, as far as I'm aware, that focuses more on who Sonic is, uh, what he deals with uh, coming to Earth, and the, you know, the fallout therein of, of kind of, in, uh, you know, becoming part of human society, which is interesting. I, I think there's a version of this movie that I enjoy quite a bit. I think there's a version of this movie that utilizes the character of Sonic in a way that makes the themes, you know, the loneliness uh, themes feel relevant and and prescient and temporary or uh, uh, contemporary. But for me, it really felt like a watered down kids movie that doesn't know how to highlight Sonic's traits. You know, Sonic is very fast. That is, first and foremost, everything, anything anyone knows about Sonic. And from, you know, they use his speed in the same way that, you know, Quicksilver and the X-Men's speed was used, and, you know, sometimes he's able to stop, effectively stop time uh, with just how fast he's going. And, you know, he gets up to hijinks in that sense. But... It's not ever used, to, from my memory, in a way that, you know, it is saves the day. His speed doesn't, you know, his speed is partly the reason why he's found. And other than that, you know, it's not his speed that saves the move, that saves the day at the end of the movie. It's not his speed that, you know, gets them where they're going. They drive around in a truck. Uh, he's not running from place to place. He's being driven by James Marsden's character. Uh, you know, his speed is played more for jokes than anything else. And it it just, it felt so wrong to me because of that. You know, the, the idea that Sonic can't run up a, a, a sheer wall at one point. You know, he can't, he, he needs to get to the top of... Um, like a cliff face, essentially, and deci- determines that he's not fast enough to run up the side of a wall, which I don't think is the case. I feel like he could run up the side of a wall if he's able to run as fast as he is presumably able to do. If he's run able to run so fast and move at such a quick speed that everything else literally stops, you know, that's that, that's an obscene amount of speed and... You know, that's like, I can run across the water. That's, I can run, you know, 
up the side of a building speed, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but the movie doesn't care about things like that. The movie is far more focused and honed in on the relationship between Sonic and James Marsden's character, who is affectionately termed Donut Lord. Uh, but I think his, but his character's actual name is Tom Wachowski. Uh, so, I, I have issues on that side. Why make it a Sonic movie if his speed is so unimportant? Why make it a Sonic movie uh, for the for any reason other than it's the name Sonic? Uh, if if his speed is such a you know put it on the back burner, maybe we'll get to it when we get to it type of a thing. And you know I don't have a really good answer to that. Uh, on the other side, you have Dr. Robotnik. Uh, colloquially, colloquially, wow. Colloquially, colloquially, ugh. Uh, that <laughs> cannot talk. Um, known as Eggman uh, in most of the games, but actual name, Dr. Robotnik. Uh, Evo Robotnik. And he is, for some reason, an affiliate connected to the government. They don't like him. There's a scene with like seven, like ten government suits in an office in like a bunker somewhere talking about what to do about this giant uh, EMP that went off, uh, which was caused by Sonic. And eventually the one guy's like, nah, the only guy we can use is this one. And they all realize who he's talking about. They all are against it. And the the like head of the table, you know, government guy, kind of rattles off a couple of like scenarios and situations that didn't, quote unquote, didn't happen because of Robotnik's involvement. And okay, you know, if you're setting up the stakes for for Robotnik as you know this very capable scientist, this very intelligent man who can you know diffuse situations and uh you know keep things hush hush and whatever that's fine that's not robotnik that's not robotnik's character at all and part of this movie feels like it's trying to get us to the spot in in the sonic games that we're familiar with i think the end of this movie is a lot closer uh in some respects but even based on the description of of how Robotnik is described and his talents and his abilities, when he first shows up, he doesn't exhibit any of that. He doesn't he doesn't play well with anyone else. I don't know why he would ever you know work with the government. We're not shown any scenes between him and the government. It's as soon as we pan off or cut off cut away from from that group of you know government people hiding in their bunker, we never see them again. We don't know. As far as it seems, you know, it seems like Robotnik is, you know, doesn't answer to anybody but himself. Uh, so there's so much problematic for me uh, with the way these characters are presented. And I think if you want to present these characters differently from how they are in the, the games, uh, which movies do and 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 uh, you know just looking at harley quinn from last weekend there are a lot of characters in the harley quinn movie that are different from how they're portrayed in the comics and other media and uh it doesn't always work in that movie either but it does 
and and it doesn't it doesn't take away from what's kind of being promised and and that movie what it promises is anti-hero women teaming up to face off against you know misogynistic men toxic masculinity and it does that even if some of the characters aren't exactly as you expect them to be it does that sonic uh i suppose promises a snarky speedster who uh defeats an evil uh mastermind with his speed and i personally don't feel like it achieves that the the speed is largely non-existent and even at the very end of the movie the speed is is not what's highlighted it is the friendship that he shares with james marsden and for all the tech genius that robotnik is considered to have um other than being kind of a pest there's only one scene in the movie where i feel like that genius element in him shines through and a lot of the other times he's kind of just portrayed as a bumbling idiot Uh, you know an egotistical maniac who doesn't quite have control of every situation as he he pretends to pretends tends to have and my interpretation of all these changes all these differences all these um deviations from from the actual characters and how they look is not to you know make this movie more uh cinematic uh, not to make this movie more acceptable or anything like that it's to make the movie more kid-friendly kid-friendly and i don't i'm not i don't think that kid-friendly movies have to be bad and from a quality standpoint they certainly aren't you know pixar and disney have made many 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 movies um that are definitely aimed at kids that aren't bad but (laughs) i think at the end of the day this movie sacrifices the good elements of the sonic games uh in order to play down to the lowest common denominator and on top of it being direct aimed at kids and and like the sonic games they're not you know bloody games they're not war games they're not uh you know given i don't think they're given like a rating a t rating generally ever but so so like it's not like they need to be toned down for for them to be enjoyable by kids but you know the movie's rated pg and i feel like to me it's really aiming at like the low end of the pg scale uh maybe even like the high end of the g scale it it you know i and i'm sure and i don't mean like i bet there are plenty of like 10 to 12 year olds out there who fuck you know absolutely loved uh sonic and that's great i'm glad they did um you know wouldn't don't want to take anything away from that but it really feels like it's a movie that you know the younger you are the more enjoyable it's going to be and the less you care about how bad the dialogue is how two-dimensional the characters are written how poor the effects are and like you know it did it wasn't until after i saw this movie that i looked up what the old version of sonic looked like and it doesn't 
you know, the outcry that it caused was, seems a little egregious. It's not a good design, I, but it's not, you know, like a spawn from from hell or anything like that. It's just a bad character design. And the current Sonic is, I guess, better, more more appealing, more appeasing, more friendly looking. But I don't know, like still, the, the the effects aren't great. You know, they're not as good as the Detective Pikachu's were, uh, which came out last year. The lack of other Sonic characters in this movie. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that. You know. I. I it's kind of. Um, oh, the. I don't know. It's. It's like the franchise is Sonic. You know, the franchise is absolutely Sonic. Knuckles and Amy Rose and Shadow and whoever and Tails and whoever else uh, aren't the the name of the mo- of the games of the movies or anything. But for me, the one Sonic game I've played. Those are the more interesting characters. Those are the ones that I, I enjoy spending more time with because Sonic is is very boring. Uh, you know, he's got some quips. He, he's a little snarky. And I think Ben Schwartz does a solid job giving him a voice. But he's a, a pretty uninteresting character. Uh, maybe if he was, you know, maybe if his speed was used more in the movie, that would that would help. Uh, I don't know. I think... I think the movie needed more conversations between Robotnik and Sonic, specifically. I think the movie needed less James Marsden. I think it needed less Tika Sumter. I think it needed less Adam Pally, for sure. Uh, Pally and Marsden, absolutely. I guess Tika Sumter, her presence in the movie was fine. Um, She wasn't the worst thing but so many human characters in this movie and I, I could not care less about any of them at all uh, Donut Lord James Marsden is a badly written character uh, Tika Sumter is written is even more weakly written than she, than he is and you know so on and so forth Agent Stone's presence is awful and meaningless and stupid and the only reason he's in this movie in my opinion is for a single joke in a post credit scene that admittedly I loved and was the first time in the movie I actually like smiled or and like kind of chuckled to myself but man it, it just it just feels like every element of this movie was mis- was misfire after misfire after misfire after misfire after misfire after misfire. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it it when I wrote my letterboxed review for this movie, uh, I gave uh, uh, Detective Pikachu uh, a two a one and a half stars, which equates to a score in the thirties out of a hundred. I had intended to give Sonic a one star, which equates to a score in the 20s. And by the time I finished writing the review, I had dropped it down to half a star. A high half a star in the high, in, you know, in the high teens, but still a half a star. Because it just, you know, it's devoid of entertainment for me. And in a movie like this, 
where I feel as though they ask you to kind of check your brain at the door, it doesn't even deliver on spectacle in any sense. Uh, you know, the the highlights of the movie, I think, are supposed to be uh, a scene in about the middle where time stops and Sonic does some shenanigans. There's the um, moment I mentioned earlier uh, the only time I really felt Robotnik was threatening uh, was in in the sort of build up to the climactic uh, confrontation that happens in San Francisco, or, or rather, the co- climactic confrontation does not happen in San Francisco. But the build up that does happen in San Francisco is what I felt when that's where I felt he was the most threatening. That's where I felt like, oh, he just did something that n- the other characters weren't prepared for and don't know how to. Uh, contend with and I think that is kind of instant for for a moment that event kind of really seems to register with Sonic Uh, he recognizes oh wow I have to be more careful I cannot my I don't feel he's no longer untouchable in a sense you know he is finally feels vulnerable but then like five seconds later uh we get a sequence where they're like hopping from place to place through the teleportation rings and all that it feels gone it doesn't feel like there's any threat anymore and i feel like that's that's a product of it being aimed at kids and i don't think you need to you don't need to neuter your movie if you're aiming it at kids like kids can handle some stuff they aren't you know pixar movies handle a lot of like deep and you know trying subjects and and themes and sonic you know mostly cares about loneliness and i don't think it even handles that very well you know it just it mentions it but it doesn't act on it so which is uh frustrating so it's one of those things where I, I look at the three biggest movies of the year so far that were actually released in 2020, so we'll exclude things like 1917, um, Bad Boys for Life, Birds of Prey, and Sonic, and the ones that did like really good, really well at the box office, Bad Boys and Sonic. I just don't, I don't, I don't find, I don't get it. I do not understand, uh, you know, the the marketing on these movies. You know, is I think is definitely a lot better than what what when hap- what happened with Birds of Prey, but it really really boggles my mind about just how big of a disparity there, this is, and I could have understood, you know, what something that happens at the box office if you're not super familiar with it is even movies that ha- do really well on their opening weekend sometimes they don't that doesn't that that goodwill from the audience doesn't really last that long and yet you know i i don't know i get this i get the suspicion that it's gonna sonic's gonna do real well for itself uh, bad boys has absolutely done really well for itself and uh, birds of prey continues to kind of wither which is for me really disappointing i think um I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna recommend that anybody go see Sonic. I think uh, if you want to see a kids movie, 
uh, Jumanji is better. Uh, you probably wait until Onward comes out because I'm sure that'll be better than Sonic. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not good. It's really bad. Really, really bad. Uh, awful, dare I say? Awful, 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 awful. Um, as far as Sonic's impact on the 2020 Circle of Film Awards, uh, really none. You know, the only thing I would possibly contend with it for are sp- supporting from Jim Carrey, which, uh, I don't know. He, maybe he slots into that ninth or 10th spot, but I don't, I don't feel well passionately enough about it to actually do it. And then the other thing would be special effects. This early in the year, even bad special effects can can work. Doolittle has already lo- dropped out of that category in and of itself. Uh, and, you know, actually, I feel like they aren't as good as, you know, some of the other films that I've seen. So, yeah, no Sonic. No Sonic. Still, still a year dominated by Birds of Prey for me. Um, but, again, we're like 20 movies in, so... Who knows what's going to what's going to come from the end of it. So all that said, Sonic. It, 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 I'm glad people are enjoying Sonic. I, you know, I don't want them. I don't want people to go see a movie and and hate it. That doesn't. It's not what I'm. Not what this is about. I'm just. I don't see any of the merit in this movie, and I think uh, it feels like a movie that gets by on its title more than anything else you know this is a movie with sonic in it and that's so cool and for whatever reason uh that thought doesn't wear off five minutes into the movie uh when we when we're stuck on earth forever and the you know the the writing is gets really poor really bad and the opening scene which is sonic on his home world uh is probably my second favorite moment of the movie second to the the mid-credits scene with the joke that i laughed at i liked that you know all the echidna you know in their masks uh coming after sonic and and um his caretaker whose name i'm not familiar with that that's the movie i wanted and if they make a sequel which seems very likely then hopefully it incorporates all these tertiary characters in the Sonic franchise, all these secondary characters in the Sonic franchise, and I think that will also help, but, you know, they could barely animate one Sonic character well. Uh, my, my, my expectations are not high for the sequel, I'll say. Uh, so, Sonic, yay. Uh, video game movies. Continue to uh, let let me down, at least. I uh, don't know what the next one is, but I guess uh, that'll be another attempt at maybe pulling it off, as it were. So, that's going to be it. It's going to be it for today's episode. Sonic, I was not a fan. Thank you for listening. I apologize if you did like Sonic. i just saying what I think. If you'd like to find more episodes that don't involve me talking badly about Sonic, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, places where podcasts can be found. You can find all the episodes on circleoffilm.com and much more over there. 
You can find me on Twitter at Circle of Film. You can find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. You can email circleoffilm at gmail.com to tell me how wrong I am about Sonic if you think I was wrong. And if you would like to support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, tell somebody about it, or listen. Those are the best things you can do, and uh, they don't cost you anything. But if you are so inclined, you can you can become a patron at patreon.com slash circleoffilm, where for as little as $0.08 cents an episode, $1 a month, you can have early access to all of the episodes that come out early. Uh, most of those are going to end up being, for now, uh, the MCU episodes that I do with Meg. But occasionally at, during that time period there will be others that come out early as i have the time available to do so and of course i cannot forget uh to thank brian wonderful wonderful patron subscriber and newest patron subscriber brandon thank you so much it means a lot to me i you know it it it's very generous uh, and i am incredibly gracious to you know have that support thank you all uh for listening and as always have a week so long farewell i'll be the same good night i know she'll never leave me even as she fades from me so long farewell i'll be the same adieu nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute, Wait a minute. So long.